Hello and welcome to the Mediumship Matters podcast, season three. I am so happy you are here. My name is Hannah McIntyre and I am a working evidential medium and spiritual teacher, but I don't believe that I am anything special. I believe that spirit communication and connection is available to everybody, not just the chosen few. I got so blummin' fed up with all the lack of integrity and understanding in the spiritual teachers that were out there, I decided to start this podcast and I have been so lucky to have so many of you join me on this journey of exploration and understanding and what the heck is happening. So if you're here looking for truth, reality and what it's really like to be a working medium at the moment in the world the way that it is you're in the right place you can expect plenty of tips honesty insight from my spirit team and wonderful guest speakers i can't wait to have you on this journey with me let's begin cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters with me, Hannah McIntyre. How are you doing? I hate January. It's always a really challenging month for me. It's part of the reason that I did my retreat in the month of January, so I'd have something to cheer me up and look forward to. But how quickly is it going? Here we are, uh, release date of Tuesday the 24th already, just flying by. And I'm finally circling back to the spirit guides uh, subject frequency that I said I was going to talk to you about ages ago and then went down ranty rabbit holes. Um, But it's been fun. And if you're one of those wonderful people that have messaged me, uh, left a review, um, I've had some great things with people tagging me in their pictures um, of their orographs and sharing the information from uh, the Psychic Frequency podcast, which seems to have been very popular indeed. Thank you. That makes me really proud. Um, You never know when you're sitting here in your pyjamas in the dark recording something if anybody's going to resonate with it or not. So thank you for letting me know that it's going okay. So spirit guides. One of 
The, well, probably the most transformational energy that I have worked with. And it's always fascinating, isn't it? Because most people, when they start this journey, they want to communicate with their loved ones in the spirit world. And that is very understandable, very necessary, very important. But as we evolve on our spiritual development journey, we start to hear the call of spirit guides and they undoubtedly are the energy that transformed my life, that took miserable, crushed, unhappy Hannah and helped me unfold into something joyous. They have made my life joyous. It's not permanently joyous. Our roof is still being fixed. We've still got water dripping in in places. We've... We've got a pipe that sounds like it's on, but we can't work out where, so we, we know there's a leak. Um, but in amongst all of the human noise and the human upset, they have helped me to evolve into somebody who can find the joy, who can find the hope, who can find the purpose. And for that, I'm incredibly grateful. So spirit guides, whether you're aware of them or not, uh, whether you can communicate with them or not, you can, but we'll talk about that more in a minute. Your spirit guides have been with you forever. And I purposely didn't listen again back to my first episode on spirit guides, which is actually my most popular episode of all time, um, because I know that some of the information that I had then has changed and evolved slightly. My understanding has evolved. But also, I don't want to be limited by um, what I said before and be thinking about that. So I'm, as always, just sitting here with the mic, wondering where this is going to go. So we all have a team of spirit guides. Now, team is an interesting word, but to begin, we will talk about it as that. Some of these guides will be with you your entire life. And some of these guides will be with you for a lesson that you need to learn, an understanding you need to have, a period of time and development in your life, like teachers at school. So as we go about our journeys here, they are always with us and they are dedicated solely to your development, solely to bring you the love that you need, the guidance that you need, the hope that you need. You are their sole focus. And they bring hard lessons, irrefutable truths, and so much love, you probably won't be able to take it. I know when I first started working with spirit guides, I had to learn just to sit in the presence of their unconditional love before I could sit and receive any information from them because it was so overwhelming to me to be loved like that. They didn't want anything from me. They didn't need me to be anything other than who I was and they thought I was rather wonderful. And that isn't something I think we experienced often as human beings on earth. People always have their needs, their demands their societal requirements, things like that, that make it harder to be a human. <laughs> and so when spirit guides come in with this, we believe you can do anything you want to do and we love you for wanting to do it, 
it can be really, really overwhelming. Um, it used to just bring me to tears, as I know I've mentioned, every time they came in, every time I would cry. Now, one of the interesting things about spirit guides is in our humanness, um, and understandably, because it's kind of the people that we are, we're very visual, aren't we? We like to label. So many of us start our journey with spirit guides worried about what they look like rather than the message that they bring. And I have always found this rather bewildering, if I'm honest. You're so focused on being able to describe the uniform that they're wearing that you've forgotten to ask them the message that they bring that could transform your life. And I believe that spirit guides sometimes take the form that we need them to to make them accessible to us. So I used to believe um, that that was what they did that they would work within the confines of our expectation. Like when I used to sit in development circles, you know, people's spirit guides were never uh, a lady from the 50s who was a caretaker. They were never a fisherman. They were always a Buddhist monk or a Native American or something like that. And... It's kind of that weird judgment that we have as humans, because in judging the presentation of a spirit guide and wanting them to appear spiritual, we are also pinching ourselves off from the fact that we are spiritual beings. If you wouldn't receive a message from a spirit guide that looks like you, there's a problem there, is there not? So it's always been an interesting thing to me when people have that kind of like they're playing top trumps. Oh, you've got a Native American well, yours is a woman and they were lower down. Mine is a man. Oh, yours is a man. Well, mine is the chief. And I know he is the chief because he has got, you know how big you said his headdress was? Well, my one's headdress is four times bigger. It drapes on the floor. So I know that mine is more spiritual than you. Like that makes any sense. And I've heard conversations like that so many times. Somebody I know went to a circle once where a man arrived and as he sat down, he pretended to tuck his angel wings in under his bottom um, on the seat because he had blended so strongly with his spirit guide. He now believed he was partly angelic. I mean, that's part of the reason that um, I, I struggled with circles is the just the humanness of it. And... I think they take on certain appearances to be accessible to us. So not to give Barbara in your circle um, a better guide than you've got because she needs to have the chief. But they will give her a spirit guide that looks like a chief if that's what she needs. If that's what she needs to make it accessible to her, that's what she will get. And I had a period of time where I had six or seven guides that all presented to me as individuals and I communicated with as individuals and they each came in with a different sort of subject. So I knew if Hero came in, it was about my Reiki and things like that. And I knew that if um, Sophia came in, it was about my 
can, well, then it was about my entity release and being safe and secure in the protection of the spirit world against dark forces. Not that I believe that anymore, but, you know, it's a journey. So I had all of these labels and I knew when a certain guide came in, we were working with a certain aspect of my development, my learning, my focus, my attention. But as I've progressed with spirit and they've really been bringing strongly in the energy of we are one to me, which you will know I I bang on about quite a lot. But in spirit, we are one. We take the individual form for our lives here. We forget the vastness and great connectivity of everything that ever was and everything that ever will be while we are here because our little human monkey minds couldn't cope with it and we live in with the idea of separation and we're quite comfortable with separation we're quite comfortable with the if you have something then I haven't got it kind of egotistical lack mentality that we have as human beings and I I accept that if you're listening to this podcast you're probably trying to work on that, aren't we all? But we all come back to it in different forms, I think, if we're honest. We try not to, but we do. So anyway, we're in this individual space and it makes sense, doesn't it, at the beginning of our journeys that we want to communicate with spirit guides as an individual because that's how everything works on Earth. You make a friend, you see them as one person, you communicate with them as one person and yeah, it just makes it accessible. But do we really believe that spirit guides are individuals? I mean, I did for a long time, but I'm not sure I do anymore. And as I've progressed through the journey, um, they don't even take on human form for me anymore. They are just presence they are just part of source they just come in with the messages that we need and I think it's important to talk about that because some of you will be receiving spirit guides with no form and you will be thinking if I could only see what my spirit guides look like then I would know um, that I'm communicating with them and that is a problem you're holding yourself back through a human expectation through a human need of what you want them to be and what you want them to look like and making them like us. Now, I'm not naive enough to think that in this complex, infinite space that we find ourselves, that is the universe, that we are the only intelligent life. I mean, if we are the intelligent life, then that's a little depressing because I think we've got a long way to go. (laughs) It's not a word I would use to describe us. Um, But in this huge universe, there are, I believe, other life forms, other lives lived. And I believe that our human soul, well, our soul, not our human soul, our soul gets to experience many different lives in many different worlds, in many different times and spaces. I do really believe that. And so we want to have our spirit guides come in human form because it makes us it makes them accessible to us. If they appeared um, in a form that was alien to us, we might be scared of them. 
And spirit understand that and they're willing to do it for us. They're willing to do it because they don't really care how we perceive them. They're not there going, oh my goodness, Hannah, you saw me as an old lady, but I died when I was 25. How very dare you? They are not in that space at all. They don't need that space. Um, They're not worried about age or ego or looks or grandeur. They are spirit. They are past all of that. So whether you perceive them as an individual, whether you perceive them as an animal, an alien, an angel, or whether you perceive them as just source, just an energy that comes forward to communicate, that's absolutely fine. It's perfect. All your focus needs to be is on what they are telling you, what they are guiding you to. Now, I think that when spirit guides take a form to us, it's partly via our valves, what we need to be able to communicate with them. And it's also sometimes, I think, part of the message. So rather than thinking my guide has presented as a genie, Uh, because he wants to let me know that I can have all my wishes granted. Don't then just expect him to be a genie every time. Try and meet that energy again with more valves open from a different space and see how they present and what the message of that is. Because I think it's interesting, I really do, that they often to me now present not as a factual life lived but as a message the way they present is what they want to tell the person they are trying to communicate with I hope that's making sense I had a spirit guide for a long time that was a fox and I could communicate with them exactly the same as I communicate with all spirit they answered me in energy which I interpreted into language and even now when I see a fox it feels to me like that spirit saying you're on the right path you're in the right space things are going the way you want them to we're with you that kind of thing and so even though I now communicate with them in a sort of formless shapeless just energy being They still know that I want those little human cooies to make me feel safe. And there's no shame in that. I will always be excited when I'm driving home and a fox is in the road looking at me. I will always love that because that to me is a little physical manifestation from the spirit world and a way that they let me know that they are with me. Hmm. So... You've accepted, I hope, that you've got your spirit guides with you and that you need to be moving past what they look like and hearing what they have to say. And you know, because you've been listening to this podcast since the beginning of January, that you can perceive and receive information from spirit in lots of different ways. So I say here, but I mean through all of your clairs, keep all of your clairs open. So the first thing that you want to do is open up to your spirit guides and I believe have a naturalness to your relationship with your spirit guides. So it starts with chatting. It starts with, um, hi, are you there? What do I need to know today? 
hi, are you there? Um, I really, really want this. Can you show me how I can get my life into a position where I can receive this? Hi, are you there? Do you have any guidance for me? That kind of just open line of communication. And it's important, I think, for us and our accessibility to them to work with them in two ways. So to work with them in a kind of answer this question way, what's what's going on, what do I need to know? But also in a what do you want to tell me way? If I keep all of my valves open and all of my expectation as open as it possibly can be, what would you like to say? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Say when I'm not limiting myself to a response to a question. And I think it's important to do both because sometimes we limit with spirit just through what we're expecting to receive, what we need to receive, what we want. So your work is to keep yourself as open as possible. Now, if you've listened to the Oracle Cards, How to Read Cards podcast from last season, you will know that I think it's a great way of communicating with spirit is to get yourself a set of oracle cards. Um, Ideally oracle, not tarot. I'm not going down this road again. Listen to the podcast if you want to know more about why. And pull yourself a card and don't look in the book that comes with the cards. Ask your spirit guides what the message is for that card. And that will just start directing you, directing you into a space of being able to be open to receive the answer. Spirit guides are always with you. They come from unconditional love, infinite energy. They don't get tired. They don't get fed up. They don't run out of patience. They are just present there and with you. Now, while we're talking about that, let's talk about the fact that they always want to open you up to your highest potential. So your spirit guides do not come in and go, oh, it's all terrible. Good luck with that. Things aren't going to go the way that you want. Sad times, sad times. If you're getting stuff like that, that's your human. And you need to kind of push through that to find the hope on the other side. Because even when they've needed to warn me, that things aren't perhaps going to pan out the way that I wanted or that difficult times are coming, they bring with them such a wonderful energy of, but we believe in you, but you can do this, but it's not going to hold you back. That that is the energy you need when you're navigating a difficult time to make you feel safe in it. 
So they're never doom and gloom. They never just come in and say, good luck with that and leave you with a shitstorm to deal with. They always bring comfort, belief and great, great down-to-earth advice, down-to-earth guidance. They don't come in and talk in riddles or proverbs or anything strange like I expected them to when I, they, I first started working with them and I heard them in my own voice using my own language, slightly sarcastic, very funny. And I thought, well, this can't be spirit guides because they're not being very spiritual, but they were. <laughs> and it was, it's just you perceive through your own valves and my snarky, jokey, sarcastic brain is is the same whether I'm doing this podcast or whether I'm out in the real world or whether I'm communicating with my spirit guides because that is my language and my way of being. So they're there and they always want to open you up to your potential. And of course, sometimes opening you up to your potential means that you need to learn a lesson. So when you are communicating with your spirit guides and you say, I want to do this or do that, um, they are going to give you um, and orchestrate in your life the lessons that you need to be able to get you there. So, for example, I've just come back from a lovely weekend away with my husband um, to the medieval town of Rye. Uh, We just love Rye. And um, it was very funny because the first time we went, I had been told, I had just got the announcement while we were there that I was shortlisted for Best Medium Award. And I was absolutely buzzing I couldn't believe it. And I didn't expect to win. Um, But I did think maybe I would get one of the two runners up places. And I was absolutely, it was like the validation that I had been seeking. But of course, Spirit knew that that wasn't real validation. And that the whole system is a little bit broken. And they knew who I am and how important ethics are to me and things like that. So they didn't just make it a a little gentle lesson. They let me get shortlisted. They let me ask all of my followers for votes and share it and and share my excitement. I did a very bleary eyed because I was hung over because we've been celebrating video outside Eeps Tower in Rye because I couldn't believe it couldn't believe it. This is this is the validation I needed. My peers might see me and acknowledge me. And then, of course, it reaches after months, months and months and months of asking for votes, asking for votes. I then um, opened the magazine to find the winners and the two runners up weren't even in the shortlist. And I couldn't get my head around it. Had I made a mistake? I thought I knew who was on the shortlist. And I looked and I looked back and I thought, no, the the two runners up were not even on the shortlist. How does that work? How can you be shortlisted? And then it was just nuts to me. But it was such a valuable lesson. It was such a valuable lesson in so many ways. It taught me that media isn't always the way I think it's going to be, that if I'm going to play on their field, I need to understand how it really works. 
it taught me um, to deal with the embarrassment and the shame of the fact that I had been asking all of my followers to vote for me and they'd given up their data as part of the voting process and the system was corrupt and I had put them in a position where they had given to support me because they loved me they had given away their data and their information to a corrupt system and uh Lots of stuff came up from that. And now, uh, two years later, I'm a little bit wiser, a little bit more cynical, uh, I'm less uh, naive. I understand how it all works. Now, Spirit knew back then in 2021 um, what I wanted to do, where I wanted to be, that I want to be part of the voice for the new wave of Spirit World. I want to be... Um, sharing the information that helps people not get ripped off, that understand how spirit works. I want it to work in both ways. I want it to help people who are grieving to understand that there is good readings out there, there are good mediums out there, and it's not dependent on how many Facebook groups you share in. But I also want people to understand what it actually is to do true mediumship and what a vulnerability and physical pain that can be and finding the space in between and so they knew what I wanted to do they knew where I wanted to be they knew that was available to me but they also knew that in 2021 I was too naive for that and so they had to put me down a path where I had those spiritual slaps and I learned from them and that is just one example that's very fresh in my mind because I went back into the energy of it this weekend but there are hundreds of examples like that. Hundreds of examples. You want to be a demonstrating medium? They're not going to bring you nice audiences because you don't learn what you need to learn in a comfy, nice audience. You learn what you need to learn in a tough audience with painful people, with difficult sitters. That's how you learn. And so there's this kind of misinformation out there that if you work with spirit guides, there will, you will find an easier path And I have to say, I think it's actually the opposite. You will find a more difficult, more challenging path. But within that path is the growth. Within the hardships and the difficulties is the unfoldment. And you will do it with a team of energies, a collective energy, individuals, however you want to view it, around you who absolutely believe in you, who love you and who help you dust yourself off, pick yourself up and understand the value of the lesson. It's not about getting rid of the lessons. It's about understanding what they were for. And that to me is spirit guides. They don't coochie-coo you. They don't wrap you up in softness. They get you to learn whatever it is you need to learn to get where you need to be. So, when you're working with Spirit Guides, start off, like I said, with Chitty Chat. You're probably all scared to now, but it is worth it ultimately, I promise. And of course, there will be lessons in your life that you've had so far that you can't understand. And so there's no point in rushing straight in. It's as if you've met them at a dinner party. And you're sat next to them. And rather than doing the, hi, how are you? Where do you live? What, you know, chitty chat, small talk. You go straight in with the, tell me the meaning of this. 
tell me the meaning of this trauma. It's not like that. And you have to kind of evolve to a space where you can trust them to be able to get that big information that you need. But just start opening up, start experiencing them, start feeling them. If you start seeing them, don't hold on to that image that arises in your mind. And just to be clear, for me, it's never a fully formed whole person. It's always just elements. Um, when I started working with Marani, my first guide, I could see that she had bobbed hair. And then one day I caught a glimpse of one of her eyes and I knew that they were blue. And then one day I could see her lips and I knew that they were red. But I didn't get her fully formed stepping as an effigy into my energy. It was just tasters and bits you might get it fully formed, but just in case you don't, I wanted to give you a heads up. It's not like that for me either. And it's not always seeing. Quite often it's just knowing, just knowing that that's the period of time they're presenting from or just knowing that they're a fox. So moving into that. If you're going to go down the looks, don't get caught on, on it being a permanence, but do get caught on what does this mean? Why are you presenting like that? What is that telling me? What do I need to know about that and for a lot of us it's very much that we want it to be one of our loved ones in the spirit world um, and they will come in if you need them to but I actually find it easier and better to learn from your spirit guides the lessons you need to learn and have your loved ones in the spirit world step forward for the love and the shared memories I think it's a bit like homeschooling if you homeschool I doff my cap to you but I have always known that that would not be a path for me because your own children are never as respectful to you as they are to their teachers. And, and my children are good, but I, even I know that. So, again, are you going to learn the tough lessons that you need to learn from your very beloved father in the spirit world? Or when things go wrong, are you going to feel like he's punishing you in some way? So I think it's easier to segregate. Have your loved ones in the spirit world. Bring them in, call them in for when you need that support and that love and just to know that they're with you. But when you are trying to develop and understand your journey so far and your path so far, call in your spirit guides. A great thing to do with your spirit guides as well is to ask them for an object, a word, a colour, a feeling and then get them to evolve it. So you ask them for an object, the first thing that pops into your head is the object, um, whether it is a, I've had to read things like a bowl of spaghetti and a toilet brush, a spanner, piano keys, whatever it is that pops into your head, no matter how unlikely, one breath, allow yourself one breath, it's there. Don't go into the whole, was it really a flamingo? Was it a flamingo? I do, I feel like it was a flamingo, just whatever it is, it's there. And then ask them what that object represents. So there's many ways that you can play with spirit and start opening up to getting that information from your spirit guides. You can just sit and start being with them and chatting with them. And when I say sit, I also mean when you're doing the ironing, when you're making soup, when you're on a walk. These are the times where I find it easier to communicate with my guides because my physical is involved in something monotonous um, when I used to run, that was great because you'd be in this kind of physical space where you couldn't do anything else. You couldn't scroll on your phone or watch TV or chat to anyone else. You were just you 
some music in your ears, the road in front of you, and then you could call in spirit and start communicating with them. Whatever works for you. So you can do that and just start opening and unfolding that relationship. I highly recommend um, opening up to a daily practice of pulling a card and finding the message from spirit. I really like if you're looking for a recommendation for beginners, The Sacred Traveller by Denise Lynn is just a beautiful, really easy to read uh, starting off pack. Um, but I will warn you this, uh, Oracle cards are um, addictive. You will start off and you'll go just one pack. Oh, I like those. Just another pack. I've got hundreds. <laughs> I've got some shelves that are looking a little like they're bending under the weight of them and there's still more I want. Um, so I expect, I accept no responsibility for um, damaged shelves and a house full of Oracle cards. And just to be clear, I buy mine um, off Amazon most of the time. Don't, um, tie yourself up in knots with them needing to come from a spiritual source just get them and start and never open the book that comes with them so uh yep they're, they're ones i recommend but if you've got your own go for it and just start allowing that message to unfold every now and again ask your spirit guide for an object a word a color and then feel into that space of what does this mean what is the message? And that will enable you to start just unfolding in that communication with them. And this is the thing. It's like any relationship in life. The more that you nurture it, the more natural that relationship is, the easier that relationship is, the, the more you use it in your times of need. You don't ring up that friend that you had at school that you haven't spoken to for 10 years when the shit hits the fan in your life. You ring the friends you see more regularly, the people you have that kind of relationship with. It's the same with spirit guides, not because they have gone anywhere. They are always with you. But in we just don't feel like we can ask them. And I have to be honest here with this, there is no judgment from spirit. So if you're going through a tough time, because your vibration is lower, it can sometimes be harder to feel spirit with you, but it doesn't mean they're not there. It just means it's harder for you to feel them. They are always with you, never-ending love, holding that place of support and peace. So you just need to push through your own stuff to feel them, the wall of resistance. I hope this has all made sense. I really can't say it enough. Recommend working with spirit guides. They, there are tough lessons, yes, but there is also wonderful love. A real feeling of we did it when you overcome and achieve things that you thought were impossible. And just the greatest learnings and lessons you will ever need to receive. It's what we're here for, isn't it? So thank you very much for listening. If you've got questions, please do email podcast at hannahmedium.co.uk. And of course, I'd be very grateful if you could leave me a review. That would really help. And I will catch up with you all again tomorrow. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, I'm here just to ask you to click that follow button, to share the podcast on your social media and leave a review. These things help me so much with reaching more people, getting better guests, getting more information out there. So anything you can do to help would be gratefully received. And I will catch up with you again soon. Thanks for listening.